Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nisty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the 50 greatest British moments that we've been doing over the past few days. We are getting to the business end of things now, we're into the top 20. This episode we will bring you numbers 20 through to 11. Um, Hope you've enjoyed what you've heard so far. If you've disagreed with any of it, Fuck off, basically, because this is our list and uh, we're not going to change it. Um, number 20, uh, this was a suggestion by yourself right at the beginning of this. Sam almost um, seeded this entire project mm. and mm. it is Jamie Vardy. Uh, chat shit, get banged. Mm. Would you like to elaborate on that for us? Well, it's just a great tweet, isn't it? And for me, <laughs> it sort of sums up Jamie Vardy. It's just a tweet. It's just one of my favourite ever tweets. And it's like, Jamie Vardy... Number one striker in the country. I believe he mm. is and has been for many years. Number one. Like, f- fuck Harry Kane. You know what? Harry Kane's the 97%. Jamie Vardy's the 3%, mate. He's the 3%. Yeah. Yeah. And J- Jamie Vardy, I can't that. even remember what it was about. I think, I can't even remember what it was about, but he just, I, can't, I don't even want to know the context. I've lost, it's been lost in the mists of time. But for mm. me, chat shit get banged became almost for me like a, a a motto a maxim to live by yeah. and i think it and i think he did sum up the feelings of so many brits um and and for me it should be we should consider it uh, either in latin or in the original english format to be on our coat of arms chat shit get banged i think in post brexit britain we need mm-hmm. to rebrand we need to refresh we need to look upon ourselves as post imperial post brexit and think, what are we? What do we stand for? How can we express our world view? And if someone can fucking think of something better than chat shit get banged, then they're a better man than me. I think I think if we'd had a lot more chat shit get banged uh, in society in the last six or seven years, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in, to be Correct. quite honest. It's, uh, it's something to, to live by. So, uh, yeah, it's simply a tweet. I mean, you couldn't imagine... You couldn't imagine Harry Kane tweeting that you couldn't imagine Gary Lineker tweeting that or Jimmy Greaves (laughs) or any of the other great England number nines the great goal scorers yes all of them have a great instinctive eye for goal we're we're not sitting we're not going to take that away from them are we Andy I mean me and you our agenda is not to sit here and start saying that Gary Lineker or Michael Owen or Alan Shearer didn't have a (laughs) God-given ability they knew where the goal was mate it's as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. But would they have ever tweeted chat shit get banged? No, because you're born, much like a goal scoring instinct, you're also born with that kind of poetry running through your mm. veins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, while we're on Jeremy Vardy, he was, you know, 33 and a half or something like that. Mm. And, and see how fast he is. Yeah, how, it makes how? no difference to Jeremy Vardy. How? Well, you how have to remember Jamie fast? Vardy is 90% Red Bull. <laughs> He's comprised of... If, yeah. if, if they do a Dorling Kindersley book of Jamie Vardy, how it works, you know, like the ghost one, which is one of our favourites. They yeah. do ghosts and other things, don't they? What are those they cross should... sections where they just slice the front of the body yeah. off and you just see and, everything inside? And, and inside and of him is 90% Red Bull. Red Bull. <laughs> 10% Walker's salt and vinegar. <laughs> Grab bag. That's what fuels him. That's what fuels him. And, and as long as he keeps up his routines, you know, yeah. does the basics, you know, go. That, that's the thing about him. He's a, he's an unfussy sort of a man. He yeah. just lives, he's, he's, he's worked out what works for him because we're all different, we're all individuals, and he's stuck yeah. to that. And if he sticks to the Red Bull and the Salt and Vinegar's walkers, which, by the way, obviously, being a Leicester City player, he gets for free, so no problems there. Of course, yeah. Um, then That's why he never is... left. That's why he never signed for Arsenal after the title-winning season. <laughs> That's another walkers great Jamie Vardy moment. <laughs> that is another great Jamie Vardy moment, is having just won the league, right, in a in a dead <laughs> casual sort of oi oi dickhead sort of a way, just won the league. Then yeah. fucking fancy pants Arsenal, very much the <laughs> antithesis of Jamie Vardy. You know, yeah. the, the 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 mod the emblem of all that is pretentious and hipster in English <laughs> football. Right? They come and fucking bat their eyelids and go, "Oh, this could be your lucky day. Uh, it yeah. is me, Arsene Wenger. You can sign for the Arsenal, a, a club last- so pretentious that they put yeah. the in front the of their Arsenal. own name. Right? Your last payday, come on, and, come and play fucking, with us. Vardy's like, oh. What? <laughs> Who is nah, it? Don't, don't think nah. so. Where's that? What, London? London? No. Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> you got any crisps? What's your, who sponsors you? Is it a crisp company? <laughs> nah, no, thank you. Emirates? Nah. Although, although, free flights to Dubai, maybe. Nah. <laughs> I prefer, I prefer getting, when I go on holiday, I tend to go by ferry. <laughs> by Sally Ferry. <laughs> so there we are number 20 chat shit get banged Jamie Vardy number 19 uh, Ronnie Pickering <laughs> oh great Ronnie Pickering classic road rage video um, a fella from Hull who got embroiled in a, a, a dust up with a, a moped rider uh, and he gave it the old uh, do you know who I am <laughs> I'm Ronnie Pickering oh <laughs> exactly <laughs> who are you? Who's that then? Um, Ronnie Pickering. Uh, who? Uh, Ronnie Pickering. <clears throat> he uh, he offered him. What is it? He offered him for a bare knuckle fight as well. I think was part of it. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we could it's drop it into thing. the episode here, but go, go and watch it yourself on YouTube. Mm. Um, and I've just been looking at an interview with Ronnie Pickering <clears throat> five years on, yeah. uh, and he doesn't seem to be particularly uh, contrite about any of it. He says, uh, I now see the funny side. It has become a comedy video, really. Well, I mean, it always was, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it made a lot of it people laugh. It was always laugh. comedy, well, Ronnie Pickering. He also says, where is it? Um, he also says, oh, fuck, it's a long piece. He says, it seems to have inspired a lot more road rage videos since. <laughs> there seems to have been a lot more since then. So I think he sees himself as a pioneer. In many of, ways, I spawned <clears> the <throat> genre. 
Yeah, of threatening violence to uh, other motorists. Um, I'm like the Kubrick of road rage. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Ronnie Pickering. um, It says there's no... There has been I no don't feud know whether between... Ronnie Pickering was a legitimate local hard man. He might have been. In we fact, don't know. We don't know. We, it, I'd love to send Ronnie. Wouldn't it be great for marketing purposes to get a picture of Ronnie Pickering wearing one of our local hard men t-shirts? It would be. Um, well, there's been a bit of history. Uh, Ronnie is not one to back down. He further hit the headlines a few years ago after squaring up to boxer Tommy Coyle's dad, Chris, at a weigh-in. Mm. And he also assaulted a drug dealer outside, selling outside a friend's house, which landed him in court. So he's kind of like a, a, a he's like the equaliser, really. Edward Woodward. Yeah, he's like Britain's the equaliser. Although, of course, the equaliser was British anyway. But um, oh, that's true. Yeah. But he operated in the states, didn't mm. he? Um, yeah. It's a bit out of order, actually, that the Equaliser chose to operate in the states. It's like, mate, you're British. We have got a load of fucking problems on our own fucking doorstep. This is the 80s. There's all sorts of shit going on. There's three million unemployed. And you, you cunt, are taking all your energies and skill sets over to America. And what's what's the procedure when you apply for a work visa over there? Because it's not easy to get one, is it? If you, What is your work experience? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm an, I'm an equaliser. equaliser. I'm an equaliser. <laughs> what? What's an equaliser? I, I equalise shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you got any qualifications? You could say Self-taught, that. Self-taught, mate. Self-taught. <laughs> What's what's the skill set? Just fucking awesome at fighting. Just equalising stuff. It's hard to say. Quite vague. We're not going to give you a... This is too vague. We're not going to give you a green card. You're fucking lost then. I'll go back and equalise in Britain. (laughs) I've got a house in Hull. I'll go back there. So... uh, And Ronnie Pickering says, some people still come up to me and say, do you know who I am? But I don't mind and I have a laugh about it. Yeah, I bet you do. (laughs) Fuck off. You'll fucking fucking want someone's well. He's an athlete. The thing about Ronnie Pickering is, in real life, I bet he is an absolute fucking nightmare to spend time with. I'm looking at another (laughs) story from January of this year where... uh, Ronnie Pickering is pictured having a pint at the scene of a crash after a car narrowly avoided crashing through a beer garden. Right. It wasn't him. It was an an elderly woman drove her car into the beer garden and Ronnie's basically sitting at a half-upturned table being photographed with his car right next to him. Fucking hell. Trying to pretend it nearly hit him. Just thinking, yeah, Yeah. I'll just have a pint. Uh, Around the time, not long after Ronnie Pickering came out, um, the the trailer for the first Star Wars, you know, sequel came out, Force Awakens, and it was obviously very exciting, really good um, trailer. And in it, there's this voice just says right at the beginning, right at the very beginning, this voice says, who are you? (laughs) And And I, using my rudimentary skills, just cut it together with, I'm Ronnie Pickering! (laughs) <laughs> and I can tell you that video which took me probably about a day and a half to make got about mate it got about four retweets so it was well worth it yeah well that was before you were doing this podcast before you <laughs> before you went big um, right where are we that was number uh, 19 number 18 the fella who got a selfie with the suicide bomber on the yeah. aeroplane yeah, uh, Ben Innes 
he mm. was on an Egypt Air plane uh, which was hijacked and um, he went and ended up getting a, a, a selfie with the hijacker who looked bemused while Ben stood there doing his best shit-eating grin right next yeah. to him. Yeah, it's I mean, a great, great grin. And, and actually, on the much-lamented Santa Ladies News thing, I actually ordered... Um, this, is, this is the problem in putting put in budget in my hands. I, I actually ordered <laughs> and had made a life-size cardboard cutout of um, this guy, of the he, selfie guy. He, the hijacker. Or no, not the hijacker. I should have got the hijacker, but I got the guy. And I think we tried to book him on the show, but we couldn't. So I got a cardboard cut out of him and just awarded him with shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, ben Ben Innes said uh, he was Ben was one of the last passengers to be released by the hijacker. Um, and Ben says after about half an hour at Larnaca, I asked for a photo with him as we were just sitting around waiting. I thought, why not? If he blows us up, it won't matter anyway. <laughs> and then he says, on closer inspection, <laughs> on closer inspection, Ben decided Ben suspected that Mustafa's explosive device was likely to be fake, so I decided to go back to my seat and plot my next move. <laughs> but they were all released in the end. There was a happy ending, and he got the selfie, and uh, it went viral and will never be forgotten. So uh, what I one. like about this, and why I think it deserves such a high place in the chart, is that again, it sort of embodies something about the cavalier, um, devil may care attitude of Britons at their best. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. This man, it very much represents an anti-Lampard kind of mm. type of Britishness, which I love to see because sometimes you feel, sometimes you can feel that the Lampards are taking over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, only it's, today, it's... only today I got Lamparded, for example, by someone you... I work with who is a really nice guy, but you know, like, as I've said before, everyone has their Lamparding lapses. And I said that, um, someone we were working with rather than have a fee paid to them in the traditional sense, wanted a donation made to charity. Right. And I was trying to explain this to a colleague and the colleague said, but where's the invoice? And I said, well, there isn't an invoice because he doesn't want paying. He just wants us to donate his fee to a charity. And yeah. the response I got, which I've screen grabbed and will keep and may even print on a T-shirt and send to him, is my colleague writing to me, you cannot pay someone without an invoice. It is quite simply illegal. <laughs> 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 and I thought, oh, this is amazing Lamparded. I've been fucking Lamparded massive style. I mean, that's textbook stuff, fantastic. isn't it? It that's is quite fantastic. simply illegal to pay someone without an invoice. You Okay, I'll pay it. I'm not if, paying him. If you want to end up in jail, that's fine. <laughs> invoice jail. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I'm an invoice jail, jail again. <laughs> <laughs> fucking invoicings for Lampards. Anyway, all these fucking Lampards around. Sometimes you need a guy like Ben Innes to remind you that there's decent yeah. folk who, when they're on a hijacked yeah. plane, are just going to think, fuck it, I'll get a selfie with the cunt. I mean, it's what's, it's what's naturally described as banter, and we are very much an anti-banter podcast, but then mm. occasionally something will happen which transcends banter and reaches a completely new height. Of, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know. And a lot of the things in this go beyond banter. They're through yeah. the banter. Yeah. I call this They're, through the banter glass. Through the banter sphere. 
<laughs> Adventures in the Bantersphere. Beyond That's the what Bantersphere. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I want to change the name of this podcast to Beyond the Bantersphere. <laughs> Listen to this. I can't believe I haven't mentioned this before, but when you drive back into West London along the M4, as you're going mm. through what I call the M4 corridor, um, just as you're driving towards Brentford's new stadium, you will, and I'm being detailed because this is, I can tell anyone when they have mm-hmm. time over Christmas, this is well worth a day trip wherever you live in the country. Right. Might even be worth coming down from Sunderland for, although I am running a surprise. Over a, um, an overpass, uh, you mm-hmm. know, over the motorway, so very visible. You yeah. know, people used to write things like, El- once on the same bridge, Elvis Lives was written on there and that sort of stuff. Right. Or you might get, yeah. you know, give Ireland back to the Irish or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Someone has written on that strip, which is prime real estate for graffiti artists. Yeah. As you're driving back into West London, it says in massive letters, banter. <laughs> That's all it says. Banter. And bear in mind, this is the main road that takes you from Heathrow Airport into London. The road yeah. leads directly from Heathrow Airport into the West End of London and beyond, right? So all of and those visitors and travellers are going to see that All of those visitors and dignitaries. If you're a dignitary mm-hmm. and you've got off the plane and you're and you're heading to Downing Street or Buckingham Palace, you are driving under that bridge. And all you see is a massive bridge with the word banter. But um, I don't know if anyone can tell me this, but... I've always wondered when I see that graffiti over motorways is how they do it because it's written perfectly. It's not wonky, but the bridge is 200 fucking foot Massively up in the sky, high, isn't it? I can only imagine it's they get a really, really high ladder and it's like a Laurel and Hardy film. But it's in the middle of, with, the, it's in the, middle of the motorway. <laughs> well, they just do it at five in the morning. I don't know. And it's I fucking I weird. really don't know. To me, I don't know. To me, it's like crop circles. And I don't know yeah. why people aren't looking into it like they look into crop circles. Because to me, it screams aliens, that kind of graffiti. There must be YouTube videos of people doing this shit. We just haven't well, explored it. I don't know. It, yeah. To me, it's the wonderful, It's the world of the unexplained. Yeah. Motorway well, graffiti, crop circles. Podcasts, yeah. Sam and Andy's world of the unexplained. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> week, book. motorway graffiti. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, we're doing Ripley's Believe It or Not in a couple of weeks, so, yeah. Similar, Comes yeah. Comes that category, doesn't it? So that's the um, selfie with the suicide bomber. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeno. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Number 17, we've got Noel Edmonds. Uh, losing his shit at a county councillor on his short-lived Sky One show. What was the show called again? It was Noel's Things or something like that. Noel's HQ. HQ. Fuck me. It was a vague um, concept, but Noel's the sort of rare person in British television who, when he's in fashion, he goes in and out of fashion, right? <clears throat> but he yeah. always comes... He's like Flares. He will always come back mm-hmm. in at some point, mm-hmm. right? Because people think this cunt's got the golden touch and television... Mm-hmm. You know, it's full of people who haven't got a fucking clue. I mean, no, mm-hmm. you know, because it's difficult. You're second guessing what the public want to see. But Noel seems to know. He's like him yeah. and Chris Evans are like two people who just so, sort of always seem to know what people will watch. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so they'll always call him back in. And so he's one of those rare guys who, when they hire, he can basically just come up with anything and there mm-hmm. will be a commissioner who goes, yeah, fuck it. It's Noel's It'll idea. So it. It'll yeah. probably work. So for this one, he's just gone. It's called Noel's HQ. What happens? Dad, it's just me just doing things. Checkers will probably be involved, <laughs> right? I get craving in. Yeah, and Checkers is allowed to work on Sky. This clip, he takes, he he makes it personal, and he looks straight down mm. the lens and sort of breaks away from the script and does a personal, highly emotionally charged rant at a particular mm-hmm. council and in fact a particular individual who works in the press office of that yes. council who he's taken exception to a slightly sniffy but not that bad email from and he's decided to give a large chunk of the show over to him just having a personal attack on this individual yes. who he, he goes so hard at you actually feel sorry for the cunt because he probably is a bit of a lampard but I feel that, that Noel just goes over the top but before, before some- you go deeply into it before you go deeply into it I want to announce we've discussed this before recorded that from January we're going to be introducing a brand new strand of episodes to the IFS which is going to be called History Box Mm. where we're going to look back at various significant events in history and the first episode is going to be Noel Edmonds losing his shit at a council. Yeah. So, uh, so we won't go deep in now, but there is so much to dissect in there. It's almost worthy of a deep dive. And, and that's really what's instigated the idea for History Box. Um, we will be analysing it deeply. When one he's built... One-off deep dives. One-off deep dives is what you call Hopefully. I'll leave it at that. But if you look at the clip, um, just type Noel Edmonds rant uh, counsellor into, into Google or YouTube. You will get it. And it's quite a long clip, but it is solid gold and there is so much to unpack there. It's really worth uh, your time. Indeed. So that's coming up. History Box 2021. Um, well, the next one is number 16. And this is uh, it's the kid who shaved his head in order to look like Sven-Goran Eriksson hmm. uh, during the um, Sven-Goran Eriksson's halcyon days, I guess as um, England manager. It was 2002. Uh, the kid was uh, Tom Sylvester, who was then 10. Tom will now, of course, be 28. Uh, if you're listening, Tom, hello. Tom did this before England came up against Nigeria in the 2002 World Cup. Uh, he already had Sven-esque glasses that he wore, yeah. uh, but he had a great big 
chunk of the front of his hair shaved off so that he would look just like Sven. <laughs> um, and the amount of shagging that Sven was getting through and the quality, well, exactly, the yeah. quality of Fanny that Sven was um, able to repeatedly attract at that time. Mm. This kid, I mean, he was only 10. He was 10. But, but he was ahead of know. the game because he's looked at it and he's thought, right, this, this cunt knows what he's fucking doing. Everyone else is going around trying to look like the obviously sexy lads, like your Don Johnsons of this world, right? <laughs> well, I mean, David Beckham was at his peak in 2002, yeah, wasn't he? So who was get, listen, try and look like an England you, player. Who would you rather have it off with, Posh Spice or Nancy Delolio? Fucking well, exactly. Hell, I mean, Nancy Delolio, I met her a few times, right? Because I did this one morning, I found myself doing the Sky newspaper review of Nancy Delolio. It was so mm. weird. I don't know how it came about. But it did. She was sexually intoxicating, mate. Oh, she was one triggered? of the most sexually intoxicating women I've ever been in the presence of. Yeah, Unbelievable. Just exuded potent what? sexuality. Yeah, really potent. Uh, and then I bumped into her at a do a few months later. And, and again, I was, just, I was knocked for six by a potent sexuality. Mm. And... Um, I thought to myself, Sven, 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 what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Oh, Mucking around. Why, why go out for hamburgers when you've got steak at home, lad? Right? Yeah. But Sven was probably thinking, I know what you mean, Sam. <clears throat> if I'd said it to him, I know what you mean. <clears throat> but you would not believe the amount of fanny. And I can't tell you for why. But I have, been... to take a, I have to take a shitty stick out with me everywhere to beat the fanny off. It'd have been Sam. I'm out of my depth with her. I'm trying to get an out here. I'm trying to get out of it. That's what I'm trying to do. It's too much. Can you imagine? It's fucking exhausting. Imagine what it's like having off with her. It's like having sex with a panther every night. I have to, I have to end up being cast as the bad guy and take the hit so I can get out of this. It's a, it's an intoxicating situation. I can't it's, focus on the Englanding. It's like living with a really sexy lioness, right? Who, who just fucking wants to tear you to shreds every every fucking night of the week. I mean, it sounds good, and it is for about the first few days, but after that, the novelty wears off, and you're just scared, Sam. I'm so scared. <laughs> That's why I've had to start having it off with, what was her name? Faria. There was the there was the um there was the woman who worked at the FA, and he he was having it off her, but then so was the oh, boss. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so that's that. Um, number fifteen. The rum- the woman who was interviewed about Tommy Robinson in the street in Manchester and called him a racist cunt. No. Uh, again, you can find this one on YouTube. And she's wearing a tiara. She's on what could possibly be a hen night. And yeah. it, was, it was a Canadian um, right wing video journalist who'd come across to do an investigation into Tommy Tommy Robinson. Yeah. Um, and I think she was part of the Tommy Robinson media. I don't want to call it an empire you know, mm. because it's quite squared anyway. Network, we call it that. So she was trying to get people to talk about Tommy Robinson. And yeah. uh, she's, she went up to this woman and said, are you aware of Tommy Robinson? What do you think of Tommy Robinson? And she just went, he's a cunt. He's a cunt. <laughs> what, 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 what? Why would you say it? He's a racist. He's a cunt. And um, that went viral. She became an instant hero and remains sort of this day. And uh, again, very powerfully attractive woman. Saying things mm. like that in that accent, yeah. those words, those thoughts. Oh, mm. um, so there, she's there, number 15 in the list. 
Number 14, um, I don't know what there is to say about this because we've spoken about it at length so many times before. It's the Eric Cantona Kung Fu kick. Yeah. At Sellers Park. Fantastic moment. Number 14 in the list might even be too low. It just goes to show how strong Mm. the rest of this list is, I think. That's number 14. But um, we've almost been dulled by it. We've seen it so much. We need to see it again with fresh eyes, I think. Because it's just so incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be great. I often think this, like, if if a if a hypnotherapist could offer us offer a service whereby they allowed you to, um, they wiped your memory of something so you could experience it again for the yeah. first time. Like we mm. were watching the other day a Star Wars film, and me and my daughter were watching um, uh, the Phantom Menace, and she was saying. It must have been so exciting when this came out after such a long wait. And I said, oh, it was unbelievably exciting. I said, in fact, it was probably the most excited I've ever been for a new film. And then it starts and it's the classic shot, you know, of of like a that they always use in their films. It opens with a big fucking battleship going overhead in space. And she mm. turned to me and said, oh, God, imagine what it must have been like seeing this in the cinema for the first time. And yeah. I went, yeah, it was breathtaking. And I thought, well, it's ditto the Kung Fu kick with Cantona. Or yeah. or the other thing is songs. First time you hear songs. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you hear one of your favourite songs, you think, fucking hell, imagine what it was like the first time I heard this. So if yeah. there are any hypnotherapists listening, and I'm sure there will be, if you can sort of create that experience, then sign me up. I'll endorse it on the pod. And yeah. you, you, we, We've talked before. We would love to be um, <clears throat> hypnotised on, on a podcast one time. Absolutely, we'll we'll do anything to ourselves in the name of entertainment, <laughs> yeah. physical or mental. Well, let's hope um, that twenty twenty one is a year in which we can both be hypnotised live on air. I mean that the Katana Kung Fu kick. It was on Sports Night. We talked about Sports Night in the last one of these episodes, mm. and that was. I remember sitting watching it, not having known what had happened. It was one of those <laughs> nights where I think I might have been out or something, and I hadn't looked at CFAX, didn't know any results. <laughs> well, sat down to watch Crystal Palace versus Manchester United highlights, and then he did that. And it was yeah. like, fucking hell, what have I just fucking seen? I might have been yeah. a bit pissed. I think I was. Um, it was a Wednesday, so I probably was. And I was like, fuck me, what just happened? And yeah. the world's never been the same since, literally. No, it hasn't. I Incredible mean, stuff. I, I was at university and I remember someone knocking on the door, on the door of like <laughs> the dorms and opening the door and a mate just going, fucking hell, have you heard what Cantona's done? It was like that. I mean, it's the old days. Now, you don't get those moments anymore because everyone's seen something on their phone. You can never break news to anyone, can you? No. Like, no. something huge could happen, and I'll go to my wife, fucking hell, did you... Guess what? And she'll just go, oh, yeah, yeah. Like that, because it's like everyone knows it, everything straight away. But this was like something out of an old film. Someone's knocking on my door to break the news mm. to me that Cantona's gone berserk. But then, yeah, even yeah. though you know it, when you saw it, nothing prepared <clears> you for what a elaborately executed kick it was. Yeah, it was balletic, I think is the word for it, isn't it, really? Uh, So that's number 14. Number 13, um, Hercules the Bear, who Mm. um, escaped in 1980. This this might be slightly before your time, Sam, but Hercules the Bear was a regular on children's TV because he was owned by a wrestler called Andy Robin, and they'd pop up on like Blue Peter and Record Breakers Mm. and that back in the days when you would do stuff like that, have a bear on the telly. Right. What are we going to do on today's episode? When was the last time we had Hercules the bear on? Was it, <laughs> what, six ago. months? Oh, fucking get him rebooked. He's long overdue. 
It's TV gold every fucking time. Hercules the Bear had his own Radio 1 show for a while. <laughs> he did, yeah. yeah. He stood in for Simon Beards, didn't he, for a couple of weeks in the summer. <laughs> oh, um, now it's time for your song. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hercules the Bear appeared in Octopussy, um, and <laughs> he appeared enough. on Hollywood, Hollywood chat shows. He appeared on the front of Time magazine. He promoted the Miss World contest. Um, and in 1980, he went missing. He disappeared for uh, three weeks in the Outer Hebrides. This was just major news. This was major news. It was on the news every day. Still no sign of Hercules the bear, who was at large somewhere in the woods in the Outer Hebrides. But after after three weeks, they eventually located him, shot him with a tranquilizer dart, uh, put him in a net, and then flew him off underneath a helicopter, Kevin Keegan style. I think that's what yeah. Keegan as well when he left St James's Park he was tranquilised and put into a net and then he flew away that's, I remember it anyway <laughs> Laurie um, McMenemy fired a dart into his neck <laughs> but Hercules uh, was given an antidote to the tranquilizer uh, once he got back home and he was massaged back to consciousness apparently watched by the world's media as they crowded around his cage Hercules lost 20 stone in weight while he was on his uh, on manoeuvres uh, mm. He was a very thin bear when they picked him up. But it says here in this report I'm reading that he consumed 120 pints of milk and dozens of eggs after he came <laughs> round. I don't know whether he was like sh- cracking the eggs first or just consuming them with the shells as just, well. Uh, Probably with the shells, shell I reckon. Yeah. But that was an incredible time to be alive. Uh, Hercules went missing. Uh, but he died 20 years ago. You know what I would love to do? And I would love to, maybe we could write this together if we ever get spare five minutes, a biopic of Hercules the bear. Yeah, yeah. Or it'd be a good cartoon, wouldn't it? It would be a good cartoon or or like a film. But you know a film that, you know, what was the Churchill film called? Was it called Finest Hour? Yeah. I think so. Well, you're just focusing on one episode in their life, but then Mm -hmm. you have flashbacks. So we, Mm -hmm. we would just do Hercules. How long was he missing for? Did you say three weeks? So you do. It's, it's all focused around three those three weeks, weeks but mm. in it, Hercules has flashbacks to his childhood and stuff like yes. that. Yes, yes. Could I play Hercules? Would that be possible? Yeah, sure. If you can get a bear costume, get older a bear okay. costume. I'll do it. <laughs> then the <laughs> job's that. yours. We'll do that. Twenty twenty one. Anything. I might this play, fucking what, pandemic's gone. Anything's possible. What was his wrestling master called? Andy Robin. I might play Andy Robin. <laughs> Okay. All I need's a leotard. <laughs> and a top hat like Big Daddy. <laughs> yeah, that's how all wrestlers dress then, right? <laughs> this is going to be a great film. The main thing is, it is. it's just we're going to get some lovely drone shots of the Scottish Highlands because anything yeah. filmed in the Scottish countryside looks luxuriant, doesn't it? It does. It does. We'll do that then once this is all over. Um, number 12, this is a, a massive personal favourite of yours, Sam. It's Jackie Stallone in the Big Brother mm. house. Would you like to mm. explain? Well, I mean, I'll just say what happened. They're doing big celebrity Big Brother and um, Bridget Nielsen's in there, obviously ex-wife of Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And then as they like to do on Big Brother, they will suddenly introduce a surprise guest when the show's mm. already been going for a few while that no one's expecting. Now, when they said it was going to be Jackie Stallone, mother of Sylvester Stallone, to be honest, when I heard the news, I was underwhelmed because I thought, I don't really know anything about her. What is she? She's a famous guy's mum, 
right? Because she's a bigger celebrity in America than she is here. And I was yeah. like, that's a bit shit. I don't know. Big Brother's going off the boil. But then, obviously, I put two and two together and thought, okay, she is Bridget Nielsen's ex-mother-in-law. So that lends it a little bit of intrigue and edge. So I thought, okay, maybe this has got potential. But nothing prepared me for her entrance into the house, which is the greatest entrance into anything ever. And for my money, the greatest ever moment of British television. The door opens... Jackie Stallone sachets in with makeup that looks like it's been put on by a child, wild hair, and a, a and and resplendent in a huge fur coat. Right, so she looks pretty mad, but glamorous and awesome. And yeah. it's the moment then Bridget Nielsen clocks who it is and goes, "Oh my God, Jackie!" And the bit that has enchanted millions of television viewers evermore was the response of Jackie, who just looks really casual and just goes, eh, cracky. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's so many... Now, the, the main thing to focus on is why she pronounces her own name as Bracky instead of Jackie. That's the thing that sort of confounded and amazed us for, for years ever since. But even if you take that bit away, which is obviously the best bit, it, and just imagine that she did say Jackie... And not Bracky. It's the way that she says it is so fucking funny to her ex, her ex daughter in law. Oh my god, Jackie, quite enthusiastic, and she barely looks at it as if it's completely normal that she's rocked up into a reality TV show in the UK, and she's almost saying it with the tone of, "Yeah, what's weird about that? You fucking idiot." Yeah, that's my name. Don't wear it out, cunt. I mean, yeah, tra- Bracky. I mean, I she tried to start seeing Bridget for a split second and then gone into, into Jackie. Uh, maybe, I've never thought two. of that. I mean, to be honest, Fuck. I think about it all the time. Like, every day, I think about yeah. why she said, yeah, Bracky. And I've never come close to an answer. And I've come to a conclusion now. Unfortunately, she passed away in 2020, um, yeah. which was sad, but did so we'll give me a chance to reflect more. Yeah. Well, we'll never know. We'll she never took know. it to her grave. But I, what I'm trying to say is, although the fact that she says Bracky is the thing that everyone focuses on and is really funny, it if you take that away, it's still really funny the way in which she she walks in really casual, and when someone reacts to her in such a huge way, she's got this. She barely looks at her; she just shuffles in and goes, "Yeah, Bracky." Like, yeah. So what? What's the big deal? What's the matter? Never seen Sylvester Stallone's mum, your ex mother in law, walk into a reality TV show that you're appearing in before. Fucking hell, calm down, love. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, Bracky. And it's also got a hint of, yeah, who, do you th- who else do you think it is? <laughs> who else do you think it is? Lord Lucan? <laughs> yeah, Bracky. <laughs> oh, fuck me. It's so good. So anyway, there's a video uh, of me doing Yeah Bracky on YouTube, which I rediscovered recently and shared. Okay. I'll share it again. Um okay. because me and my mate were so obsessed with it that we started doing a yeah bracky off via YouTube about I ten mean, years ago. I think some time. What am I trying to do is put together a YouTube playlist of as many yeah. of these that we can get on this yeah, topic. That's a good thing. idea. And you can just watch them at your own leisure. This one more, number 11, is an incident which I guess was only witnessed by a small room of people, Mm. uh, but it's been made famous by a tweet, which I just, it's my favourite tweet of all time, and I'll just read out the tweet simply. It was from James Felton. 
uh, who's on Twitter as Jim M. Felton. And this is from November 2017. And Jim wrote on Twitter, uh, During the chase, a man in the cinema told Paddington to run, you cunt! <laughs> yeah, that is a great moment in in cinema Imagine going, isn't it? Imagine being there for that. Imagine yeah. being there for that. People go, oh, Paddington's wonderful. But I do think Paddington is a bit of a cunt. Um, the bear himself. Yeah, and also, I hate to say this because I know people love it so much, but I think that... Uh, Christmas family, Eve, he was on yesterday. I think oh, the well. family... The, the family that he hangs out with, they, mm. I, I find them irritating, if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah. I do. Well, yeah. Posh people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of warning signs in that film. But the best thing about this film is definitely run your cunt. But get on iPlayer, watch it again, and you know reenact that moment yourself if you want to, to enhance your Christmas period. Uh, that's it from 20 to 11. We'll be back in a few days with the top 10 greatest things to have ever happened in Britain hope you've been enjoying it farewell for now goodbye Merry Christmas deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 